The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Gail McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, this is our last show for 2015. After this, we'll be on break, and we'll come back on January 13th. So I want to make sure that you, know, you all were aware of that. The next three episodes will be... Um, reruns as they say so i want to make sure that we leave on a good note today we're wrapping up the book the prospering power of prayer and i haven't selected a book yet for january uh, if that's what i'm going to do i'm still playing with it still praying about it so you know when i do figure it out i will post it on my truth transforms with reverend galen mcdowell facebook page so you can be on the lookout for that as we go forward Wrapping up the book, The Prospering Power of Prayer. And again, you know, my request is that everyone who is listening to this show, as I'm going along teaching this book, actually get the book. It's an inexpensive book. It's actually a really good stocking stuffer uh, for people who want something that's quick, easy, and practical. I would strongly suggest it. Strongly, strongly, strongly suggest it. And other books like this. She has a couple of other books that are really small that really work are uh, the secret of unlimited prosperity dare to prosper i think are uh, and the prospering power of love prospering power of love is a little bit thicker but these tend to be her thinner books 
uh, because most of her books are thick, like Dynamic Laws of Healing, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, Dynamic Laws of Prayer, Healing Secret of the Ages, you know, and so on and so on. Uh, but everything she writes uh, is good, powerful, and practical. Now, moving on. We're in Chapter 5. We're going to cover Chapters 5 and 6 today. So we're in Chapter 5, Prayer and Pictures. And before I actually start teaching this, she's teaching um, what, an early version of what some people now call image books, treasure maps. She calls them Wheel, wheel of Fortunes because she does them in the context of a wheel. What's to be remembered is that this technique is only for you to have an image that you can play around with in your mind. Only. It is not something that you, oh, hallelujah, worship. It's not the God. It's not your good. It's just a way for your mind to formulate. Because some people, it's not everybody, but some people at earlier stages of growth have a hard time seeing preferred good. So, or creating something from nothing, you know, literally something from nothing. So they need something they can visualize on. They need something that their imagination can already wrestle with. So they go get something tangible, an image of it, a picture, uh, words, affirmations, prayers, religious symbols, and all this type of different things. They put them on boards. They put them on, and again, she calls them wheels of fortune. They make image books. They make treasure maps with big houses and cars and, you know, money and things of that nature, health, or bodies that they want to, you know, you know, with the head cut off with their face on it, whatever, because they're just trying to wrestle with something at that stage. Now, this visualization technique is different than visioning. Not one is saying one is better than the other, as long as you get the results that you desire. Whereas the visioning, um, like what Reverend Michael Beckwith teaches, which is really just being still, going into the silence and allowing God to give you the idea, that's really generating something that has never been before. That takes a little bit more, I will say that takes a little bit more faith and trust that that which is coming through you is uh the idea that you need to work with artists are really good with this because they have to create they have to see something that's not there and they have to create it now there as we get into this prayer and pictures treasure map image book will of fortune i wanted to make sure that i get that across because sometimes people will see these things and especially people from other religious faiths etc that you might not be aware might see what you're doing and think that you know you you lost your mind why you have these big poster boards and things of that nature first of all they shouldn't be seeing them uh this should be something that's private to you but you know obviously you have a spouse or children or something who might see it it's good to be able to explain i'm just creating my good so i can grasp it so i can hold it because everybody obviously is not you know you can't if you're married to somebody obviously can't i'm gonna hide this treasure map from you you know, I don't know if that necessarily makes practical sense. It might be better to say, hey, no, you might get it, but I'm trying to see a preferred good right now. I'm trying to visualize it, and this is helping me do that. So, to the book. She starts by talking about a guy who actually used a lot of different ways to work on his prosperity, an engineer, on page 48. She wrote, an engineer once shared with me his own private success formula, which brought forth great good for him. This man began his study of the spiritual law of prosperity and how to apply them in a practical manner at the time when he had just been told of a job transfer. 
the transfer created a series of problems. He realized from his true study that it would be necessary for him to develop and apply confidence and faith in God and the spiritual laws of prosperity and himself in order to work out all the details of his change successfully. So he began to compile his own success formula. His first step was to regard God as a rich, loving, all-providing father. He wrote a series of letters listing his various problems and stating his human inability to handle them alone. Every time a new problem arose concerning the job transfer, he wrote God another letter. And as the solution to each problem unfolded, he wrote God letters of thanks. In this way, he developed faith in God's goodness and confidence in his own ability to work with God's prosperity law of increase. At this point, he heard a lecture on the use of prayer and pictures. He became fascinated with this method as both both practical and spiritual. However, he felt that something definite should be developed to inspire the average business person to use this powerful technique of prayer and pictures. So this guy was already working it. That's what she's basically saying. He had this his own method, see, which was creative. His own method of of getting answers. Very similar to Neil Donald Walsh who wrote the Conversation with God's uh, books where he would write out questions and he was inspired with answers. And he, he believes that those uh, the the dialogue within his own soul is his is his conversation with God and and they're brilliant books. So anyway, moving on. So so the book says so he prayerfully designed a will of fortune which he also used in solving his own prosperity problems. On a large cardboard he drew a circle. In the very center he placed a picture of Jesus Christ. This formed the innermost part of his will of fortune. Then he divided his circle into six parts. Spiritual growth, health, work, possessions, finances, and vacation. In each section, he placed pictures of the results he desired to achieve in those activities. So, he had he put a spiritual component in the center, and then he put different aspects of his life, and he put the pictures there so he can get an image in his mind of what he wanted to see. Now, let's work with that. And what that means, practically, what it's saying is he was being intentional. And I talked about this last week. Um, make sure that, that you find a way to hear my sermon from last Sunday when I called Hope Living Into a Preferred Future. And the one before that, on it, it'll be on YouTube, I'm sure, by the end of this week. The one before that, uh, A Light Unto All Humanity, 12 six. Uh, 2015 and 1213 2015 well 1213 I taught a lesson called hope living into a preferred future and we have to choose the future we're living into so what he was doing was he was making a choice when he made this will of fortune and made these six areas of his life he was deciding this is the life I desire I'm choosing a preferred future many times we don't choose we just kind of exist and survive and existence and survival are based mainly on reaction not intent just reacting to problems reacting to the family situations reacting to health situations reacting to loved ones going through illness or transition Reacting to work, reacting to the level of money or the amount of money you have, reacting, reacting, reacting instead of 
intention and choosing and making decisions about what it is that you desire in your life. What this prayer prayer and pictures chapter is really all about when it's all said and done is, are you choosing a preferred future? Or are you resigned that it can't be any different so you're not, not making any effort towards creating something new in your life? Can you see a way out? Can you see your desired good in your mind? Can you feel it? That's that's the thing. Because if you can't see anything, how can you express unless you, I mean, at a really high spiritual level where you're just such a conduit that where spirit just shows up in wonderful, exciting, and unexpected ways? Most of us have to be very intentional about how we work through our lives. Don't get caught unprepared in your mind be intentional i'm not going to read all the stuff but she goes in great detail about the affirmations that he wrote and pictures and every section um we're not going to get there but and how all that process worked and how he got blessed and things of that nature which is beautiful what i want to get across is this He took control of his life by taking control of his mind. And you can take control of your life by taking control of your mind. As Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to transform your mind. If you want newness, the mind has to be new. You want transformation, the mind has to be new. Former things have passed away, as scripture says. Behold, I make all things new. So, as we start working with developing treasure maps, will of fortunes, image books, and there's tons of information on them. On that type of stuff. You can get mind maps. That's another method. It's a lot of different methods that you can get. You can Google and find books or go to Amazon.com. There are books that are called Treasure Mapping. There are books that, I don't know if you can find a book that says Wheel of Fortune, but Catherine Ponder has this technique in several books. And Open Your Mind to Prosperity and Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. She goes into greater detail because this is a small book. But she goes into greater detail in those books about the technique and method. What I'm trying to do is introduce you to it. Uh, in the Mastermind Journal that comes out every year by Renaissance Unity, they put out a part of it where you create your own image book. Moving on. So it goes on to say, suggestions for making a will of fortune on page 55. And I'm. Uh, she wrote, although you will find specific instructions for making a a will of fortune in my books, the dynamic laws of prosperity, the healing secret of the ages, the millionaires of Genesis and open your mind to prosperity. In other words, she's saying I give away more detail in those books. You can get those. And I might do one of these books next year. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating it. 
Here are some suggestions that have been helpful to many. Use big, number one, use big, colorful poster boards for best results. Big poster boards. Why? Because you want, you want to be able to put the stuff that you want on your will of fortune. You want it big. In other words, uh, and she'll deal with this later, you don't want it cramped. You know, I think sometimes people put so much stuff on their on their image books, on their treasure maps, on their will of fortune that it's cluttered. You know, like forty images on one poster board. What is your mind really focusing on? What's really the intention? All right. Two, use certain colors to obtain certain results. Green or gold for financial increase. Orange for health. Blue for intellectual achievement. Pink for love and happiness, and yellow for increased spiritual understanding. Now, this is based upon her work, you know, and I don't remember from the other books why she uses these particular colors. Uh, green or gold just makes sense for financial because green and gold are just tend to be money uh, symbols or colors. Orange for health again, blue for intellectual achievement. Pink for love, and pink is kind of a universal color for love and happiness, and yellow for increased spiritual understanding. Now, so depending on what you're trying to express, she's saying, or focus on, what, you know, you can use different colors. You can have more than one Wheel of Fortune, a treasure map, or image book, or mind map. You, you know, and I, you know, even right down to, writing down sometimes even when you do affirmations and things of that nature um you know i used to have an early teacher the way i used to do it uh that shared with me a technique that she used where she would use three by five cards that were were different colors and she would like affirmations in different color pens so she it wasn't just white card three by five cards with black or blue ink it was three by five cards, and one was red, and one was blue, and green. I mean, like really loud neon color cards. And we would do, sometimes we would draw the, you know, man is a threefold being and stuff like that on these big neon signs and whatever. Because she was really trying to help us impress the subconscious mind. So even when you are dealing with these colors and neons or whatever, only thing it's doing is really allowing you to mentally associate with something. And that's key. Before we go further, um, and I can pick up the, um, the rest of these points after this first break, but I want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, is supported by your donations. So as you have freely received, please freely give. Go to unity.fm. And click on the donate button and help support this online ministry to help support and take care of equipment and producers and, you know, marketing and all the other stuff that goes along with letting people know that this message is out there. So, you know, we're counting on you to help support this online ministry. Also, again, I want to remind you that I have a Facebook page. Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. So make sure you go on Facebook, like the page, like what we share, etc. Also want to remind you that Christ Universal Temple has a website, www.cutemple.org, C-U-T, 
org. go on there watch videos read find out what's going on with the church and make sure you come and check us out for our christmas concert this sunday it's going to be off the charts we'll be right back with truth transforms As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard? Isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? <laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, I'm in the midst of teaching the prospering power of prayer, the chapter on uh, prayer and pictures. So, number three of uh, suggestions for making a will of fortune. Use colored pictures on your colored will of fortune since the mind responds to quicker to color. So, in other words, don't use black and white pictures. You don't live in black and white. You live in color. And if I said to you right now, find everything around you that's blue. Just look around. And all of a sudden, your mind will just start just rediscovering blue. Like, wow, there's way more blue around me than I ever thought before. You know, it's, you know, I'm looking around now as I'm talking to you. I'm seeing blue books. I see blue in a in a in a cup I have some tea in. I see blue on my scissors. I see blue on my screen on my computer. I see blue in ordination uh diplomas and certificates and things in my office. You know, just looking around. See some blue in this Gatorade bottle. I even see blue behind a producer in Unity a bag or something that's on his on his desk. I see blue everywhere. Because your mind is just sees colors but it's 
focusing on whatever it needs to focus on at the time. So what ends up happening is you're not realizing how your mind is being impacted by all these colors. So when you use colored pictures, it helps your subconscious mind. Uh, uh, it helps impress the subconscious mind quicker. So don't use black and white pictures. Whatever it is, use good, clear, vibrant pictures. Now, here's the beautiful thing about it, that now. When she wrote this book, there was no such thing as the technological age. Computers were big. They were still bulky. People weren't. People were still going and getting magazines and cutting out pictures. Now you can go on your computer if you want, and you can make pictures. There are even apps you can make and put them on your phone and make image books uh, or treasure maps or, or whatever on your phone. There are literally apps you can buy. And you can put and match pictures on your phone. And every time you need to look at them, you can. Talk about wanting to keep it private. That's a good way to do it. Now, I still like big treasure map, maybe because I'm old school. I just like the big, the bulkiness of having it there. And I walk by and I see it. Another way you can do it now is um, was um, talking with, um, uh, what's his name, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, uh, who's the author of... Uh, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, What Makes the Great Great. Uh, uh, I think he just wrote a book out a couple of years ago because he came here and spoke on it last year. The Wealth Choice, I believe it is. He basically writes about black wealth and success. Um, he took the original uh, manuscript that Napoleon Hill wrote for African Americans before he transitioned. He did, didn't finish the book. And he used that transcript to create uh with the foundation's blessing to Napoleon Hill's foundation's blessing to create uh, Think and Grow Rich and Black Choice in the late 80s. Anyway, he was mentioning how Steve Harvey has monitors in his office and the monitors have his goals, things he wants to achieve. When you go to his computer, you know how you have the screensavers and things are shifting and changing. So he just has pictures popping up. Of things he wants to accomplish, things he wants to do, financial goals, success goals, career goals, family goals. And I was like, you know what? That's awesome. Because he's created his own treasure map, image book, mind map, whatever term you want to. And mind map is actually a little bit different than a treasure map. But I'm not going to teach that detail of that because that's not the purpose that's not in this book but the idea behind it is he's always circulating these images of good in his in his mind you know one it's you know it's good to be able to have images if you don't have it set up anywhere in your space it's good to be able to get accomplishments out diplomas whether it's put up there that's an accomplishment whether it's eighth grade, high school, college, uh, 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 or any other thing you've done well in, put those certificates up. Put frame them. Put them up. You have trophies. Get a trophy case. Uh, you have kids who have trophies. Put that stuff up. Why is it important? Because people tend to forget even their past successes. And it's good to be reminded sometimes. Um, I've been good a long time. I've, I've have some. I, I have some wins underneath my belt. Even as you're projecting for new wins, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, when a couple of weeks ago, I had an opportunity to go to the Bulls, Chicago Bulls family night. And I took pictures with the 
NBA six NBA trophies that the Michael Jordan won and all of that type of stuff and you know shoot ball on the court and all that and you know but for me those images are things I'm gonna continue to have because it was like okay you know this level of success and prosperity just be able to want to be in that energy and that consciousness of it but anyway moving on so. Again, use colored pictures on your colored wheel of fortune since the mind responds quicker to color. Number four, do not clutter your wheel of fortune unless you want cluttered results. Instead, make several for the various phases of your life. Again, don't clutter your wheel of fortune or your image book or your whatever you want to call treasure map. I tend to use the term treasure map because that's how I was taught. Uh, Reverend Coleman used the term treasure map. The ministers and teachers in the uh, Universal Foundation for Better Living use the word treasure map. Uh, where she came from, Unity, um, they had a little booklet out called How Treasure Mapping Works for You or something like that. And it went to the great detail on how to make a treasure map. And we used to do it big. Uh, Reverend Coleman used to give us uh, big $1 million bills. They were green with uh, big enough for you to put a large picture of yourself in the center. And she would say, put it up in your office or put it up in your room and put it up whatever and get a good, nice, prosperous picture of yourself. And I can remember in my 20s when I got this picture, this giant million-dollar bill, I can remember uh, putting a picture of me at at an event where I had a tuxedo on and I was looking really fly. And... I would walk in my office. I, I was, you know, uh, before my daughter was born, and I would walk into my office and I would look at my picture of me looking fly in this million dollar bill. And I just, it just, it, it invoked a feeling of, of, of prosperity because in the picture I was looking prosperous, in the picture I was looking happy, satisfied, and fulfilled, and I was putting it within the context of prosperity. Now, people say, "Oh, that you know, that's just you know, you playing with your uh, your own mind, you're manipulating, you're whatever. This type of stuff doesn't work." But I can tell you, I was rocking and rolling. You know, I was rocking and rolling. Because, you know, I, I, I call that my too dumb to doubt stage of my life. Because, you know, if it was stated, I would just roll with it. Okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. Okay. Teacher said, hey, we're going to do it. Try these techniques. Okay, let's go do it. Image books, treasure maps. We're going to do these affirmations. We're going to read these scriptures or whatever. It's only as we get older and more mature in truth at times that we say, oh, I don't need to do that, oh, whatever, and we get lax with our practice. Oh, we're not going to do the visualizing as much. Oh, we're not going to do the prayer work like we're not used to. We're not going to get up and write out those custom affirmations and put the cards on the back. I used to write affirmations, and I would put scriptures on the back of them. Like I said before, with those colored three-by-five cards in different colors and this etc etc and memorizing and working with it what was i doing i was shifting my consciousness shifting my consciousness shifting my consciousness so i was using everything i could figure out buying magazines that had that i you know i didn't even know i was just like reading them you know because you know i was being told just buy prosperous magazines so i would go to the to the local grocery store and just buy pictures and cut them out for my treasure maps and whatever 
nice cars and 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 you know and I, you know wanted to have a home so i you know let me cut this out and i want to have this whatever and you'd be surprised the things that were accomplished when i was dedicated to that process as i'm speaking it now i'm saying to myself dude you need to get back on it because the, because you already proved that it works but it's maintaining the mental focus back to the book it goes on to say on your financial will, place some pictures of money, not just the things you want, so that you may obtain them without indebtedness. So, you know, don't be ashamed that you want money. See, you know, at times, you know, you know, we're so holy that, you know, or we have hangups about money that we just don't say, hey, I want money just to freely use and have because I want the money. Wanting money does not make you less spiritual. Becoming somebody else because you want money or when you get it, that's a different issue. That's character. You know, um, but just be clear. The things you want and desire in an economic system of supply and demand, you need a means of exchange. And a means of exchange on this plane of existence is money. So make sure as you're praying for the job, for the house, for the uh, new car, for the new job, that you're also putting actual real cash, pictures of cash, on your treasure map, will of fortune, or image book. All right. Number six, place a spiritual symbol on your will for divine protection. That's one of the things. Actually, I haven't. I don't know if I've ever done that before. Um, I have to go back. Maybe I did it in my earlier days. This might be something because I'm not really big into religious symbols, but that might be really important to you. You know, you know, some people might put a picture of a Bible on there or whatever you know their uh, particular holy book is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm not really big into the you know pictures of Jesus and all that type of stuff. One. You know, most, you know, let's just be honest, you know, most pictures of Jesus tend to look like, uh, you know, a Nordic Caucasian. And that doesn't necessarily resonate with me. I don't really resonate with any picture, but I know that that doesn't resonate. You know, so you have to do what works in your own soul. That's what I'm saying. Number seven, look at your will daily and often for obtaining best results quicker so you got to make this a part of your daily routine every morning when you get up every morning when you get home from work school or whatever look at it before you go to bed look at it and when you do even if you can just take a moment just to get feel fulfilled with the feeling look at it thank you god when you walk past it thank you god for my new good thank you god for my whatever's on that image book or treasure map or will of fortune thank god for it Eight, keep quiet about what you are picturing so that you will not talk your good away. Now, this is the dynamic to where um, I think we have to find the fine line because sometimes there's a time to talk and there's a time not to talk. And you need to be prayerfully guided by that because you can be praying for some good and then you can be guided to have a conversation with somebody who God will use as the vessel for that good but because you refuse to open your mouth, you miss that opportunity. So, uh, 
I'm a big believer in speaking things into existence. You have to know that some people you can't talk to about your good. And when you're led to have that conversation with people who can help advance your way, or sometimes it could just be random and you don't know it. And some person, somebody can be a, the avenue that God uses for your good, your angel in the moment that you need to be really open and receptive to that. So I think it's, you know, I don't look at it as a one way or another way. I would say, as you're trying to transform your consciousness, be very careful who you have conversations with about your new good and your treasure map and things of that nature. It's a very personal experience. But what you're trying to accomplish, if led by spirit to have that conversation, then then it's appropriate because you're being led by spirit to do it. That don't mean you're showing people your treasure maps. I think that's two totally different things. You know, what I am saying, you know, but it's okay to say, hey, how, if somebody says you always bless you always getting your good tell somebody like you know what i make these treasure maps for my good i know people who put their treasure maps in picture frames like they they get giant picture frames and they frame them i've had people show me like i don't have no problem showing me people my treasure map because i claim i plan on getting my good they're so confident in their ability to produce what they desire in their life that they're not concerned about some uh somebody talking them out but if you're if you're in your baby stages Stay focused. And if you can find somebody that will do the process with you, even better. What does that mean? They, they're doing theirs. They're doing those. And you all can talk about how you all, re- you all are relating to your own treasure maps. You're sort of like an accountability prayer partner around treasure maps. Just keep working it. It's a process. But keep working it. Uh, these are just some basic techniques. Like I said before, I gave you the book titles where she goes into more and greater details. But you can start now where you are with just this. We're coming up on our last break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If I were brave, I'd walk the where fools and dreamers dare to and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Now we're moving on to Chapter 6, The Prayer of Increase. And in Chapter 6 on page 57, she explains what this means. She wrote, along with the use of definite verbal 
silent and pictured prayers for increase. The prayer of increase also works through, number one, attitudes of increase, and two, a deliberate action that leads to increase. All right, part one, attitudes of increase. And I do need to say, if a person wants to call in, you can call into the show today. I've been so busy teaching, I haven't even mentioned that. You don't have a lot of time now, but you can call in to 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Oh, I also want to remind you that on January 8th, Christ Universal Temple is having its uh, annual Burning Bowl uh, worship service at 7 o'clock p.m. So that's the service you definitely want to make sure you're in attendance for because we, you know, symbolically burn up the old and we embrace the new. We create the newness and, and create the consciousness of intent through writing letters to God that are prayed with at the prayer ministry, with our prayer ministry, etc., to make sure that we're getting a divine intent for our goals for the new year. On that next day, January 9th, I'm going to teach a seminar called Ask and Receive. I, don't, I haven't even posted that yet, but um, we're going to cover some definite principles. And I might, I might go into a little bit more of a detail around the concept of treasure mapping. I might. I'm still praying on that. So, anyway, moving on. And that'll be from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. All right, part one, attitudes of increase. The use of attitudes of increase is simple and pleasant. It requires first the establishment and maintenance of an attitude of rich increase toward everybody and everything. That your first thoughts when thinking of others or contacting them by mail, telephone, or in person. I would say or email or social media and all that now. Text. Be thoughts and blessings of increase. So in other words, as you think about somebody, think about them blessed with increase. That's really kind of simple. Thank you, God, for their abundance. Thank you, God, that prosperity is flowing in their lives. Thank you, God, that their supply, uh, they always have infinite supply in their lives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, thank you, God, for a bountiful harvest. What are you doing? Blessing the good increases the flow. Blessing the good increases the flow. Blessing the substance increases the flow. As you start to bless others, you develop an attitude of blessing, of increase. Because you're blessing, you're giving a blessing of increase on others. All right. She goes on to say, they may not be subconsciously aware of your prosperous thoughts and blessings, but they will subconsciously receive them and be richly blessed. So as you're invoking good on other people, this, you know, you know, make it a habit of just praying, you know, for different people without them knowing about it. Just like, you know, I'm just going to take some people and I'm just going to pray for their prosperous well-being. You can even pick a different person every day at a, uh, for a month in your life. And everybody knows 30 people. Everybody. It, you know, you can go through your phone and your cell phone. And I'm sure you have 30 names. And you don't even have to be close to the person. They can be a business associate. They can be a classmate. They can be a person that attends your church or some other non-for-profit you're involved in. They can be a neighbor. Uh, they can be a, it could be a politician. You know, they need our prayers. They really do. Um, it could be, a, a, you know, a civil servant. It could be a teacher. 
the main thing is that you take you take that person and just for that write a list on this day when I get up in the morning or in the evening or whatever, I'm going to pray and invoke the blessing of good on this particular person and go right down the line every day. You never tell them. And for 30 days, say a prayer. And if you can't find a prayer, find a prosperity scripture. You can Google prosperity scriptures. I'm sure you'll find something that you'll like. And say their name, you know, you know, and then pray the prayer and recite the scripture and just get a feeling of it. Just pause for a moment and then you release it and let it go. Let's keep that in mind. Then you just release it and let it go. It's important that you realize that God working in through and as you as literally, literally can do what you don't think is possible right now. But if as you open yourself up to the good through the power of blessing, you will create this new consciousness of good working in your life. Moving on. All right. She goes on to say, blessing, uh, wait a minute. She says, attitudes of increase are what? are what all people are seeking to invoke in one way or another. The universal desire for increase is nothing more than man's innate divinity seeking expression as full of good in his life. So this is natural and right that you seek to express this good. And she even gives an affirmation on page 58 about blessing others. I bless you and bless I bless you and bless you with a rich increase of God's almighty good. I bless you and bless you with a rich increase of God's almighty good. She says, when you bless people, inanimate objects, situations, and appearances with the thought of increased good, then that person, object, situation, or appearance unconsciously receives the good of your blessing. And it can remind me how some people just have a green thumb. Some people take care of plants and they all die. Not because they don't have good intent. But it's something in the consciousness and the attitude of some people that develops what people call a green thumb. And the plants respond. There's some people, you know, who have that consciousness of blessing where animals respond to them. There's some people who, you know, you know, especially I remember growing up, you know, you know, relatives that would talk to their cars you know they were trying to get to and from maybe not didn't have the money that they needed at the time but they were talking they were blessed their car come on now baby we got to get to where we got to get to and that car would crank why it works i don't know how often does it work how i don't even because it's consciousness you can't it's, it's kind of hard to really say put a percentage on how well it works or doesn't work because people think and feel and believe and speak differently but I can say is when you bless people places situations and things somehow you're invoking the good out of the situation take time to do that now blessing a thing does not necessarily mean that uh, if it's broke you don't need to get rid of it if the TV is broke if the computer broke you know, bless it, yeah, but but call the person to come fix it or replace it. You know, if the relationship is broken, 
use wisdom and if it's something you need to be out of bless it as you leave you can still bless it but bless it while you're walking out the front door if a situation a circumstance see you you you, you got to know and use wisdom with all of these things because you can bless someone in something without being a part of it sometimes you're blessing things people and things to the highest good which doesn't include you all right all right page 59 she wrote bless your bless yourself with thoughts of increase she wrote another way to employ the attitude of increase is by blessing ourselves with an equal thought of increase we can do this just by feeling that we are getting rich and that we are making others rich our every act tone and look should express a quiet rich assurance words to convince others of our prosperity are not necessary when we get the feeling of richness implanted in our subconscious the feeling can be radiated from us and communicated to others. Then they will want to be associated with us in business transactions and otherwise so as to benefit from our consciousness of prosperity. So as you develop this prosperity consciousness, people want to gravitate towards you because they see, you know, that they know it's something about you that wins. Something about you that wins. When you when you get involved with stuff Things tend to prosper. You know, we all know people who when they get involved in things, they get messy. I don't know anybody that doesn't know somebody that they can't conjure up in their long life that they cannot, can't say, man, when that person got involved with it, arguments, messiness, chaos, dramas starts because, you know, they're hostile to the environment. When they enter into it, they throw off the balance. So why can't you be the blessing person? So when you get involved with a situation, people get blessed. When I show up, people just get blessed. That's a beautiful affirmation. Oh, my God. When I show up, people get blessed. When I show up, people get healed. When I show up, people get transformed. Not because of the ego me, but because of what God is expressing through me. Just a thought. All right, last thing. Uh, part two, a deliberate action that leads to increase. All of the mental attitudes are very important to prosperity. This is page 61. There's also something we need to do in order to expand our faith in God as the source of our prosperity. This deliberate action leads to increased good on all levels of life. We should make him, our, meaning God, our financial partner. When we touch upon this partner, particular facet, excuse me, of the law increase, our prosperity is constantly and divinely assured. This facet of prayer increases the spiritual act of tithing. And then she goes on and explains, when you make God your partner in your money, then God as partner with your money means that you trust that God is the source. So you're actually taking the seed of what has been harvested and replanting it for larger harvest. It's a trust factor. Uh, 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 one of my uh, spiritual mothers, Reverend Evelyn Boyd, always says that if you can put God first in your money, you can put God first in anything. 
and we tithe where our where we receive our spiritual food. You know, in in uh, the the book uh, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, and in the book Open Your Mind to Prosperity, she goes into great detail into this. I think she also does it in Millionaire uh, Millionaires of Genesis, where she explains it in great te- detail and gives ex- excellent examples. The idea behind it, though, is God loves a cheerful giver. You're not get, giving it out of fear. You're giving it out of the understanding of abundance. Not even just mentioning that, at least in the United States, um, a certain is tax deductible on top of that. And either you're going to give that money to to the government, or you're going to or, or you're going to plant seeds for your own abundant harvest through supporting places where you or the place where you get your spiritual growth uh, and development. In other words, where you're fed. I'm looking at the clock and I've run out of time. So I'm going to have to end here. So I want to wish all of you all a Merry Christmas. Go out and walk in your power. Uh, Christ in you. Not Christ outside of you. Christ in you is your hope of glory. God lives, works in, through, and as you. So enjoy this time in the season with your family. God bless you. And I'll be back with you in 2016 on January 13th. Take care. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Everyone has purpose in life, but too often that purpose goes undiscovered. There is a simple way you can discover your special purpose in life. Draw up a list of all the qualities you value in yourself and that others admire in you. Don't be shy. There are probably many of them. Then, look at the ways in which you interact most effectively with other people. Are you a good leader? A good teacher? A good organizer? A good listener? Finally, describe in as much detail as you can what your world would be like under the best of all possible circumstances. Your purpose in life is to use your best qualities in the service of the kind of world in which you would like to live. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity.
To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio.
Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.